Well, tonight on the podcast, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to get into what I said last night about Republican presidential candidate Vivek Ramaswamy. I said before that we need to pay more attention to him and really need to take our time uh, to look at what he is not only saying, but look at his anti-black racism, look into the history of America and why his people couldn't even come over here at one point in time. Now, Vivek Ramaswamy is a first generation. His parents immigrated to this country and he was born here. So that's why he can run for president and all of that. Now he is, uh, would be considered a Brahmin in the Indian caste system. Um, so if he even go back to his homeland, he would be looked at as pretty high class. So they're very serious about that caste system over there, but let's get back to some history. So at one point in time in this country, they did not want Indians in here. We're talking about East Indians uh, from the continent of Asia. Now on February 5th, 1917 Congress passed the immigration act of 1917, also known as the Asiatic barred zone act intended to prevent undesirables from immigrating to the U S They say the act primarily targeted individuals migrating from Asia. So at that time period, the United States government said people like Vivek Ramaswamy was an undesirable because India is in the Asian continent as they under the act people from any country not owned by the United States adjacent to the continent of Asia and say were barred from the immigrating to the U S the bill also utilized an English literacy test and an increased tax of $8 per person for immigrants 16 uh, age or older. Now I say the new bill is at that time was not meant to impact immigrants from Northern and Western Europe, but targeted Asian Mexican and Mediterranean immigrants in an attempt to curb their migration. As a one author of the bill, Alabama Congressman John Burnett estimated it would exclude approximately 40% of Mediterranean immigrants, 90% and say of those as they from Mexico and all Indian and non-Caucasian immigrants. They say the bill also restricted the immigration of people with mental and physical disabilities, the poor and people with criminal records are suspected of being involved in prostitution. They say proponents claim the bill would keep burdensome immigrants from entering the country and thus promote the moral and material prosperity of new immigrants permitted to enter and say the bill remained in law for about 35 years until the immigration and naturalization act of 1952 and eliminated racial restrictions in immigration and naturalization uh, statutes. So at one point in time, this country would not want a Vivek Ramaswamy here. The only reason he got to this country is because of the fight of the black American, the fight for civil rights and even just the, the right to live in this country. He wouldn't have dare came to this country at that time period. Even after they supposedly lifted that ban, Indians did not start coming in greater numbers until about 1975, 76 ish. That's when you start seeing their numbers slowly start creeping up. And remember in that law, they said that basically they didn't want no poor Indians here or no poor whoever here. They didn't want nobody disabled. They didn't want nobody that had a criminal record. They wanted the top of the top of their country to come here. Now, fast forward to 2023. If you look at a lot of the Indians that they allow to come here to this day, a lot of them are the top of the top Indians. A lot of them come and go to California, Silicon Valley, a lot of it work, right? If you look at a lot of African immigrants that come here, they pick 
the people who's the top of the top. They do not get the regular brother and sister from the continent to come here. If you look at it, they picking people from the Caribbean. They want the educated. They want the top of the line when they come here, right? They don't want the regular brothers and sisters that's back in those countries. Now, even in their own homeland, a lot of times they may not even be liked by the people. So they have no problem coming over here a lot of times and joining in with racism, white supremacy. Now, when we come to talk about our brothers and sisters from abroad, even if they do come in on some raccooning, a lot of times their child, their children are first generation and they really get the American experience of black people. So even though their parents could be telling them that they get that wake up call and they say, Oh yeah, I need to get on with, with the black Americans on this one because, uh, yeah. But when it comes to people like Vivek Ramaswamy, let, let's, let's go through some things. Now this guy, like I said, he, you know, is about worth $500 million. He, went to the Ivy league, graduated in Harvard. So he's not an idiot, but I want to revisit some, some clips and we're going to just take our time talking about Vivek Ramaswamy. He came in with an anti-black slant because he's not dumb. He understands in this country, if you want to get on the good side of white supremacy, you got to spew anti-black talking points. Every immigrant that come into this country, they all say, look, I see how they treat black people. I don't want that. I don't want that. Not at all. So I'd rather be on the side with the white supremacists than be on the side with black people. I'm not saying all of them do that, but let's call it what it is. I just seen a story that's happened right here in the Houston area. An illegal immigrant from Guatemala went to a home here in the Houston area, broke into the home and you know, violated the 11 year old child. I think she's 11 to 12 years old. He took her life and stuffed her underneath the bed. When he got caught by the police, he said that two black men held a gun on him and made him do that to that child. Of course he, he was lying. It did not happen, but he couldn't even speak English in here. And already on the, 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 the understand that when you come into this country, point to the black man and say, he did it. Blame everything on black people. See this country, let everybody know when they come here, we are the enemy. We are the enemy. Even though the true enemy and reason why these people got to leave their homeland and why their homeland is in squalor is because of the white supremacists. But, but let's get to Vivek here. Now let, let's go back to the, the first interview I seen of him and remember him and Don Lemon got into it. If you don't remember that particular uh, clip, but let's go ahead and roll that because this guy has been straight lying about our history. He's been anti-black from the beginning. So let's go ahead and roll that. People say, say what you said again. Black people secured their freedoms after the civil war. It is a historical fact, Don, just study it only after their second amendment rights were secured. They were not secured their freedoms after the civil war. That is not, you are discounting uh, uh, reconstruction. You're discounting a whole host of things that happened after the civil war when it comes to African-Americans, including the whole reason that the civil rights movement happened is because black people did not secure their freedoms after the civil war and that things turned around. People would try to change the freedoms that were supposed to happen. And you know how they got it? They got their second amendment rights and they actually got, the NRA played a big role in that. But today, Don, the The NRA did not play a big role. 
they train black Americans how to lie. use firearms. That, that's a lie. That's that, not. The NRA actually, did not play a big role. This in is that. just historical fact. This but down not the, historical the, fact. The, the part that I just find because you say it's historical the fact. The part that I find insulting fact. is when you say today black Americans don't have those rights after we have the gone through that civil rights revolution in this country. You are sitting here telling an African American about the rights and what you find insulting about the the way I live, the skin I live in every day. Here's where you and I have a different point of Black and white that black people don't have in this country, and that black people do have. Well, here's where you and I have a different point of view. I think we should be able to express our views regardless of the color of our skin. We should have this debate I'm not saying you without me regarding views, you as a black man, but me regarding you as a fellow citizen. That you're That's sitting what I think here, we whatever ethnicity you are, explaining to me whatever ethnicity about I'm, I'll what tell it's you. like to be black Whatever America. ethnicity I'm I am, sorry. I'll tell you what I am. I'm an Indian American. I'm proud of it. But I think we should have this debate. Black, white, doesn't matter. I think we should have this on debate. On the content of should, the ideas. If you do it, you should do it in an honest way and in a I fair way. And what you're doing is not an honest and fair way. Anyone who is just a student of history know that everything this guy said was a lie and he know what he was doing. He know he was lying. He know good and well, it doesn't take anyone who have a degree in American history to know that black Americans was not freed, uh, after, uh, reconstruction or during that time period or after the civil war. No, because reconstruction lasted what about 10 years, the great compromise happened. The union troops left the South. And immediately the white supremacists in the South went to institute Jim Crow laws. And, and that's just American history What freedom. Like, like Don said, will be the point of the civil rights movement. We have our freedom. And then he mentioned the NRA. Why would the NRA want us to have anything when the original gun laws in this country was meant to keep guns out of the hands of black Americans? The NRA has nothing to do with our freedom. They don't even uh, honor their black members. They don't even honor black people with a gun. Certain cases that they, the NRA should get involved with because they care about guns, right? Remember the Philando Castillo case. If any time that the NRA should have gotten involved with anything, it should have been that case. And they said nothing at all. Didn't say a word. And at that point I say, okay, the NRA is basically about a white supremacist organization. They want to keep white folks armed, but, but don't want to protect the rights of black people either. So see over the years I had to learn by, by doing stories, watching reactions. So why I respond the way I respond today is on the 10 plus years that I have been doing this, watching the moves of white supremacy, watching all the organizations, watching everything. That's why I know that it's nothing they're doing is going to include us, want to help us unless they have something that they are gaining out of it. So this guy Ramaswamy understands that I don't have to use my Harvard education and show how smart I am because I'm speaking to a people who's anti-black. So I know they're remedial. I know, I know they're dumb. I know that. So I can just lie and tell them any old thing. And it's not like they're going to come to me and say, Hey, wait a minute, man, you're lying. That's not American history. That's not what happened. He's not talking to a smart group of people. He knows this. So he knows all he got to do is lie, 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 lie. And they're going to believe it because he looked at how many times Trump has told things that wasn't true to his base and they just eat it up. It's just that simple. The only difference with Trump versus him is that Trump knows how far to take it. Trump don't take it to the level this guy takes it because Trump is much smarter than this guy. Of course, Trump been living a lot longer as well. If you're going to lie, you got to be a good one, right? So he started off already attacking us from the get go, even to the point that Don Lemon of all people had to check him. 
Then let's look at this next clip. So he comes out again, attacking black America. He wants to come out attacking Juneteenth. Remember it had nothing to do with him during the time period. His people was in India being subjugated by the British, by the folks. Yet he comes into this country that our people fought for, for these immigrants to come in here who are non-white, of course. And he remember that exclusion act they had, they didn't want Mediterraneans. In other words, they didn't want Eastern Europeans in here because in the, in the European world, Eastern Europeans are trash bottom line. So they didn't want them in here either. Well, let's look at that clip about him talking about Juneteenth. Security, uh, plan. You said you wanted to have a holiday. You said uh, maybe cancel Juneteenth or one of those other useless holidays. Do you think Juneteenth is a useless holiday? I basically do. Yeah. Do you think uh, Memorial, uh, Memorial Day, Veterans Day are useless holidays? I don't because I have I have, I stand with the presumption of time tested traditions. Like, like I said, religion is. I call these things cults. I won't dignify them as religious because religions have withstood the test of time. And so I think that if we made a national commemorative holiday for everything that's important that happened in our history, we'd have no working days left. But I think the spirit of Juneteenth, we already channeled into other holidays like Martin Luther King Day, like President's Day. I think we can commemorate the spirit of that holiday separately. So I think that we shouldn't have redundant holidays that celebrate overlapping purposes. It should have a distinct purpose. And I think, let's be honest, the reason for making that a holiday was under political duress. It was a political hostage situation on the back of the death of George Floyd. And I think that that should not be how we create holidays. We should not create holidays with a cultural gun to our head. And that's what happened with Juneteenth. Once again, this guy is attacking black people. What Juneteenth got to do with anything with his community? He had, his people had nothing to do with anything. They was in India at the time. Once again, being subjugated by the white supremacists at that time period, while we were getting free and fighting for our freedom, his people were still subjugated. He's talking like he has some sort of stake in the game. He, he barely got himself in here. Let's call it what it is. Now, he talks about redundant holidays and he said that this particular holiday was done under duress. No, Biden and them didn't do anything under duress for black folk. They did this to do some symbolism and to say, Hey, uh, this is good enough for y'all. Here's a federal holiday. And June, Juneteenth is about the freedom of black people. We don't have no other holidays talk about the freedom of black people. Martin Luther King is about Martin Luther King. It's not about the freedom of black people off the plantation fields of America. So this guy, like I say, he just repeating stupidity. He's dumb. You got that Ivy League education. Like I say, you, you got to be dumb on purpose because you, you, you can't be this dumb. You got to understand is you're not the folks. See, they can get away with that. But at the end of the day, you're going to learn and see what's going to happen is you're going to have black folks on you because, and it's time for us to get on you because you're doing too much. Even all the other Republican candidates not doing what you're doing. Now, of course, DeSantis, yes, he's doing a whole lot of things too, but DeSantis is already up a Creek right now anyway, but you, yeah, black folks got to get at you too, because you're doing way too much. Even other white candidates aren't saying the things that you're saying. You just purposely saying, you know what? I'm going to be anti-black because this is the way to the top. And this is why you have immigrants coming to this country 
and join anti-black racism because in their rabid mind, they feel this is the way to move up to the top, attack black folks, a people that didn't done them nothing, a people that didn't subjugate them, a people that enslaved them, a people that didn't take their resources, a people that didn't disrespect their people, violate their women and children, take away and harm their men. We didn't do anything, but yet we're the enemy. It's a whole lot of issues you could be discussing. If you want to talk about conservatism, talk about it. No issue, no problem with me. But why you got to home in on black folk? Juneteenth don't hurt nobody. Be honest with you. Hell, that's a given as people extra day off. We pay federal holiday. So why is that a problem? Because you don't want black folks to have anything. That's really what it is. So because of the way they act about Juneteenth is why I'm saying, okay, yeah, we got to go real hardcore with Juneteenth now. But so you have this guy who would have never been in this country if it wouldn't be for black folk, but saying black folk don't need a holiday. And you mentioned Memorial Day, dummy. Memorial Day got started by black Americans because we got together to commemorate the soldiers that fought in the Civil War. We started Memorial Day. So go ahead and make sure you take that away too because black people started that. But see, if you was a student of American history, you would know that. So take away Memorial Day. Might as well. We created that holiday too, right? Take away Martin Luther King, right? Take that away. But let's go to, to what I really want to get into He's really went off the deep end now. So representative Ayanna Presley was basically calling him out. And I want you to hear exactly kind of what she said, what she's right about, but his response to calling out his uncle Ruckus behavior, right? I want you to hear how he ended up labeling her the grand wizard of the KKK. But let's go ahead. Let's, let's roll that clip. Uh, to an, another level on Friday, in addition to the comment we played, you took issue with comments from Congresswoman Ayanna Presley. She reportedly said, quote, we don't need any more brown faces that don't want to be a brown, vo a brown voice. About that, you said, these are the words of the modern grand wizards of the modern KKK. You know, I'm sure the KKK was responsible for more than a century's worth of horrific of black people. How in any way are the views you're talking about comparable to the views and atrocities committed by the KKK? What I said is the Grand Wizards of the KKK would be proud of what they would hear her say, because there's nothing more racist than saying that your skin color predicts something no, about the content you didn't, you didn't of your just say that you didn't just ideas. say they would be proud you said these are the words of the modern grand wizards of the modern kkk it is the same spirit you're right about that dana i think it is the same spirit to say that i can look at you and based on just your skin color that i know something about the content of your character that i know something about the content of the viewpoints you're allowed to express for Ayanna Presley to tell okay, me that because of my skin color, I can't express my views, that is wrong. It is divisive. That is it is a, driving hate that is in this a debate. country. This is dividing okay, that our is country a debate. to a breaking point. That is and a I debate that is, that is based on nonviolent discussion that you just said you're using rhetoric, which yes. she said she's using rhetoric. Uh, there is, that's one thing. And another thing is to say that she represents and she is a, a modern version of a KKK, which, as you know, was dedicated to the subjugation and violence against black people. How how on earth is she a modern Dana, grand wizard let's be intellectually of that honest. kind of organization? Let, let's be intellectually honest and get to the heart of what this debate ought to be about. 
there is a worldview that says that the remedy to past discrimination is present discrimination. That if you're black or brown, you have to have a particular point of view. That's from Ibram Kendi. That's from Ayanna Presley, the people I quoted in my speech yesterday. But can There's you a have an intellectually have, honest says conversation of who you are, when you accuse you have to her be able of to being have your own a opinion. grand wizard Let's of have the KKK? Debate. Can you have that intellectually that honest is, discussion with that kind of rhetoric? Yes, I can, Dana, because the point, the point I'm highlighting is that even the people who, in good spirit, we all agree that the KKK was an awful organization that is a toxic stain in our national history. So given that we can start from that point of agreement, now that allows us to say, well, who actually sounds more like that organization today? The people who are calling for more racial discrimination on the basis of skin color. So yes, I think that is an but intellectually useful starting point for a provocative like discussion the whole, that we need to have in this the country. Whole point that fool will call Representative Ayanna Presley a, the modern-day Grand Wizard of the Ku Klux Klan. That's when I say, okay, man, this dude's going way too far. Now, listen, I disagree with a lot of politics that come from Ayanna Presley and the squad and stuff like that, but at the end of the day, I always said that she's still a black woman. And because of code, I have to speak up on things like this. We can discuss politics another time, but when you're attacking a black woman in this manner, when you're labeling her a vile, evil, demonic Klansman, this woman has never put her hands on anybody. She's never took the life of anybody. She never bombed no churches. She never violated anybody's rights like that for the color of their skin. You look at, boy, I wish Ramaswamy would have said something like that by me. Cause I'm telling you, say, Oh, you worried about 500 million. Oh boy. I'll be like, Birdman, I'm like, oh, 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 boy, thank you, Ramaswamy, because I'm about to get paid. Because that the first thing I'll be doing is be in federal court filing a defamation suit. I'll be filing it with the quickness, and I will win that so easily because he says she is a modern-day KKK, a grand wizard. He said that. And because he used the term she is, that means he labeled her and defamed her, and so she can get paid. Ayana, go to federal court and and, and, and file say seventy five thousand dollars, seventy five thousand dollars, and get him. Cause see, people like him, if they got money, oh yes, you got to go sue. You got to get that. Oh, I wish he'd say something like that about me. Cause I'm like, I'm about to get, I'm about to dip into that five hundred mil. Oh yeah, yeah. Cause you definitely got to cut a check over here for run off at your mile. But this guy. Went from, as you heard, lying about history, just lying, don't know anything about American history, attacking our, you know, Juneteenth, attacking, you know, we talk about our freedom and celebrating, right? Then he's out here trying to label us a vile organization that was just so evil to black people. What's next? Are we going to be a, a Nazi next? Is that what it's going to be? I mean, this guy is just going way too far with the situation. So with this guy, we got to be on him, like as I said before. Constantly. But this is also why a lot of black Americans say, yeah, I'm good on immigration. I'm good. Now I want somebody to go ask him about immigration, right? Cause nobody's pressed him about immigration yet because I haven't heard him mention immigration at all because that's how his parents got here. He wouldn't be here if it would be for immigration. So anybody out there that can question him, question him about immigration. Question him because this is why a lot of black Americans say they are so good on it now, because look, look at, look at what we're dealing with now. Look at it. We fought for everybody else to come over here too. And what would they do? They get into this country, join the white supremacists and attacking us. And we didn't do crap to them. We sit up here like, 
why you messing with us, bro? Like, what we do to y'all? Like, every time you look up, some group is attacking black folk. I got a video that's going to be putting out on African diaspora about the Samoans. Got an anti-black slur for us, too. Like, what do we do to y'all? Like, every group got some name for black folk. And then when you ask them questions, what do we do to y'all? They can never answer nothing. They can't say, we took your island, we took your land, we took your resources. We haven't done nothing to none of these people. And they hate us. That's why I say it, it is straight demonic. It is demonic, the hatred people have for black people. And it makes me remember the Bible that, that Satan would be allowed to go into the earth for a time and deceive the whole world. It has to be Satan through the folks deceiving the world about us. Cause that's kind of what it is. We are the true children of God because didn't the scriptures teach that the true, true sign that you are the children of God is that they will hate you without a cause. Look at all these groups of people that hate us without a cause. We haven't done them nothing. The, the people they should be having the attitude toward, they love them. But the true people of the Lord, they have a hateful. And they, they, they go out, either the white supremacists or anybody else that attack us, lie on us, whatever, we still here. We still here. We're not going to die. We're going to multiply. And what's happening right now, even look at what's happening in the world. Everybody now is trying to fight to get themselves in the African continent. Look at that. Nobody fighting to get into Europe. Nobody fighting to get into Asia. Nobody fighting to get into Latin America. Nobody fighting to get in none of them places. They don't care. They don't care. They're fighting to get into the African continent. And it's, it has been ordained for black people to return to their proper place. And it's, it's going to be a shifting going on. It's going to be a shifting of consciousness. It's going to be a shifting of the world of everything. And it's going to be good to be black. Let me tell you something. All these groups that's attacking us, especially non-black groups, all of them going to be claiming they got some tired of black, some tired of Africa. I'm telling you within the next about, I say it's as minimum as five years. All of them going to be talking about they black. Man, we cousins, man. Look, look how dark I am. Man, I ran my African ancestry. I did African ancestry. You know, I mean, I did. I did. Listen, I have so much of this tribe in me too. Look, I'm one of y'all. And then, you know, at the time, like, what? Nah, go over there with them folks. I don't care what you got. You could have, if you wanted to be so-called a distant cousin, right? You could have did that a long time ago. Oh, because now things not looking good no more with you with the folks. Now you want to come over here? Nah, we good. We need to think like that. We got to react that way. Listen, I believe the Lord is allowing all these people to attack us. So when it's time for us to be in our proper place, we know who, who they really are. We know they faking the funk when they trying to come around and say, man, we family. We this, man. Look, look at this. Look at, you know what I'm saying? You are the groups attacking black people, uh, talking down on black folk, whatever. And we ain't never done your group. Nothing as a collective. You're going to regret the day you done that because remember you're going to need black people a lot sooner than you think. And when you look at black people, you know, what we're going to say to you, we good. We got our own problems. Well, y'all right about discrimination. Don't care. We're right. 
deal with it. Look at, look at a lot of people now in the Asian community. Ever since this affirmative action has went away. Now they are lamenting a lot of them. You got them making videos, making TikToks about, man, we, we got it wrong. Well, thank Edward, uh, uh, what's that? Edward Bloom and Yateen Chu and all of them. Go thank them because we weren't benefiting from affirmative action anyway. So, so now all this enrollment, let's see what happens in the colleges now. And now they talking about trying to get rid of it and jobs. And I'll say, look, take it all away. Take everything we fall for away if you want to. One thing about my people prior to having all of that, we had our own homes. We had actually more businesses. We didn't have any of those affirmative action, any of those rights. We had more two parent households. We ate real good. We grew our own food. We traded with each other. Oh, you got, you got chickens, you got eggs. Okay. Well, shoot, I got pecans. Okay. Well, I'm gonna give you a sack of pecans. You give me some eggs. You know what I'm saying? Oh, you got cows. You got some milk over there. Okay. Well, shoot, I'm growing tomatoes over here. Well, shoot, give me so much milk and I'll give you so much tomatoes so you can cook. I got onions too. I'll give you tomatoes and onions. See, that's the way we did it in our community. And the good thing about me, at least as a Gen Xer, I got to still see that a little bit for for a few years in the eighties. Like my grandfather was growing okra, um, and jalapeno peppers as well. They was growing and, uh, green onions across the street. Miss Rose, she had, she had a big fig tree and pecans. And so Miss Miss Rose always wanted that okra. Cause my grandfather, man, my grandfather was so cold with a garden. My grandfather would, would make a garden with a shovel, not a tiller. He would make that garden look like you tilled it. And in the middle, it'd be flat walkways in the middle. Look like somebody made some concrete or something through there. Nice to find rows. Nothing was out of place. He did it all with a shovel. My grandfather. And I mean, when he grew them okra, them okra was so huge that he was growing and he didn't use no fertilizer or none of that mess. He didn't use any of that. He just knew what to do to grow that food. Unfortunately, it's a big unfortunate. I wish he was alive today because I would have loved to learn that from him, how to do that. Now, of course I would use some modern technology with the tillers and stuff like that. But the fact is the secret on how he was growing them big old, and he also, I forgot watermelon too. He would grow watermelon, huge watermelon, huge. And so you people have pecans, eggs. That's how we made it in the black community. It wasn't all this. If you ain't got no money, you, you stuck out. No, you got something I need. Okay. I got it. Or if I don't maybe have something, say, look, um, well, shoot, I can come clean your house. If you give me this or shoot, you need some, you need some time to go out on a date or something. I can babysit the kids. I can do this. If you do that, that's how we move in the black community. And we need to get back to doing that type of stuff. Everything don't have to be a freaking dollar. Barter with each other. But these other groups, like I said, they're going to regret that. Ramaswamy and beyond with you, I've been seeing a lot of East Indians kind of coming against Ramaswamy because they're starting to realize, wait a minute, he kind of about to blow the spot up for us, even though they have been on one with us too but they know he's making it real bad because listen, people like to be on one when they get around you here and there, or maybe on a quiet tip, 
but they don't want it where we're now focusing in on them because no, no group likes that when black folks focus on you, because it's going to be, it's going to be a problem for you. You know that we can break your business overnight. We can break everything you got. You'd be crying because you in the black communities. Don't let Ramaswamy get y'all businesses shut down. The only thing I'm saying, but we got to keep an eye on this guy. Any anti-black racist. And this guy is, I, I view him as an anti-black racist based off of what he says. He has a venom for black people. We haven't done him a freaking thing. I know he don't live around black people. He don't interact with black people like that. I know he don't. He tried to play this game of going and get his hair cut. I wish him brothers would have known who he was. Cause trust me, he wouldn't have been in there that long. Or jack his hair up on purpose. <laughs> that would have been a funny part. Know who he is and, and just jack his hair up and give his money back. Say, yeah, yeah, I made a mistake. I cut your hair, whatever. You know, cut his head bald. That would have been so funny. But y'all let me know what y'all think about uh, Vivek Ramaswamy. Keep an eye on him. That's, that's, that's always call him out because we don't need uh, DeSantis and Ramaswamy. No, 